inside the Parisi Palace, high above 3773 East Broadway. This is the Jake Feinberg Show, company on Power Talk. Thank you so much for making us part of your day today, and what a high honor it is to bring in somebody I've never met in person, but uh, when I immediately connected with her, I recognized that we were in some way operating on uh, the same frequency as healers, uh, doing it in different modalities. But as a result, you know, that lineage goes way back, being a healer uh, in different lifetimes. And, uh, you know, it's very evident to me that uh, my guest is somebody who has really been cultivating her true nature for a long time. And she really has a lot of very amazing you know, sort of, she's been blessed with a lot of natural um, gifts, and she has a lot of followers, and she's kind of has a lot of, she has a lot of influence, and she can impact a lot of people. Um, and I think she recognizes the power that she has, and the best way to sort of deal with that is to give it all away and to give it back to people so that they can feel empowered. More importantly, not take advantage of the power that she has. And as a result, um, when I see her and how I feel her is that her aura is so strong and so beautiful that it transcends really anything on this uh, in this natural plane. And it's, um, it's a state of mind that um, it's a fluid state of mind. It's, uh, it's not a destination point, but it's a place I love to dwell in, which is the spirit mind. And I know that she likes to be there as well. Carolina Goldberg, welcome to the Jake Feinberg Show. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. I'm so honored to be here with you, meeting up this way. How fantastic. Um, you know, thank you for seeing me. I just, um, mm. I just felt so strongly uh, back. Um, and it's so wonderful to have this... Um, reflection a reassurance as we go about our uh, daily lives and uh, we all need a little uh, support at time oh hey do me a favor i don't know if you're moving around or but uh like your voice is kind of fading in and out so maybe just keep the uh the microphone close to your phone yeah yeah i have uh, my airpods in is it better if i just go on the 
following yeah i think it might it might I, yeah i mean because if you're moving around a little bit or walking around i mean it just yeah, it, yeah i want to make sure that you know it's important to but you know yeah carolina i wanted Does this sounds better like this that sounds perfect it does. Okay. Well, fantastic. Then we're done. You know, I wanted to ask you about how you've learned about how you to um, you know, because of the because of the power. What's that? All right. Okay. Good. There we go. Good. Beautiful. You know how how have you learned? Uh, you know, because you have. I remember Krishna Das telling me that uh, when he first um, started to chant uh, again after a long time in the darkness, uh, once Neem Curly Baba passed away, he he realized people liked to chant with him, and and there were a lot of people that you know were you know very attracted to him and. He saw that there were all these temptations and all these opportunities, you know, for different things, uh, power trips kind of stuff, taking advantage of people. And he was horrified and he wanted to go back and uh, he went back to India for a few months and he basically looked up at the sky to Neem Curly Baba and said, why would you, why would you do this to me? I don't like this power. This is not what it's about. I don't want to be corrupted. I don't like it. And after about three months, he um, kind of got to this mountaintop of a place of enlightenment where he recognized that um, the best way to deal with that kind of power was to give it back and give it away. And there's a lot of people, and we see it playing out, out. today, um, where, you know, it doesn't matter how great a leader you might be or you know, how much money you can raise or how many people you can impact. If you get infatuated with power and you, you could take advantage of that power. And I wanted you to talk about how you've learned to deal with being an authentic healer and teacher of meditation without taking advantage of your power. Okay. So, um, See, this is a really fantastic question. I love that you're stating that. Um, you know, in the sutras, Yoga Sutras, it just says clearly that once we get our gifts, you know, that is also uh, something that can hinder us to further our spiritual awakening. So mm-hmm. as my gifts started to come forward, I just, Naturally, I'm really not at all a person that's looking for fame or power. Mm. Um, I've never been that, really. I grew up in a theater, uh, you know, in Sweden, and an opera house. In wow. wow. And when my mom was working there, and I was, you know, we had poetry readings in the gardens and all kinds of weird stuff. Um, so I've seen that, and I've never really been, you know, super impressed by that um, because it was never attracted attracting to me I've never been that way um, so I don't really think this lifetime around it is a question you know but we all have an ego we sure do and we should always remember to work 
you know, with the ego and allow for the heart to lead. And it is not so easy all the time. I'm telling you, uh, it's, um, it's a daily uh, activity. I think that being a teacher is really my calling. Um, I am teaching what I have learned. I am giving what I wasn't given. Um, so kind of like coming from the wounded healer point of view a little bit, I think that I keep myself extraordinarily grounded in who I am that way. Um, yeah, it is interesting when people start to show up. Um, I think I'm not fully there yet, so I can really feel how many people I influence. Um, as I've been a yoga teacher for about 25 years, I've always taught from my heart. Mm. Um, but it is interesting. People come back, um, you know, more and more. And they're like, oh, my God, we missed your class. You changed my life. You said this one time. And I'm thinking, wow, really? Um, so I'm still super humble. I don't know where that uh, state is coming from. But I think I will probably always be that way. And I also had a very powerful teacher, a spiritual teacher, um, a powerful yoga teacher, actually, uh, who built yoga as we see it today, basically. Um, um, well, I'm sorry. Wait, he, he's, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. he, can you? What do you? What do you mean? He saw. What did you say? He saw yoga the way we teach it today. Yeah. So, Rati and Chapil are open yoga works, and I was one of their students, a Rati student, Anita Walford, actually. She was very powerful. She was actually in my band. She passed over about two years ago, pretty much in the day. Uh, she taught me a lot, um, not so much with words, but a lot with her kindness, leading from her sacred heart. Um, then I found, uh, you know, or actually teacher found me. Um, she is a musical um, shaman. She is a... Uh, PhD, Jungian, um, wow. and then I my teacher's training, and then she offered to be my teacher. And she, too, you know, first thing, be in your body, be grounded, and this is where we can manifest everything and anything. Mm. And we don't want to be floating around up in there you know, higher <laughs> realms. We want to bring it down into the body so we can actually help ourselves and help others with those spiritual gifts that start to open up as we, uh, as we um, realize ourselves and our own divinity. So I had some good teachers there, I have to say. What, I mean, would it, is it fair to say that, uh, you know, that, that, you, that you experienced trauma in your younger years? Yeah, absolutely I did. Absolutely. Um, I remember back, you know, even in my mother's womb, I, uh, she had a miscarriage before. And I remember, oh, I'm like, all right, no problem. I'll take your pain. Um, hmm. Then I was sick as a child. And I had um, some, I was living in Berkeley. My dad was studying there. And I had something that's called like double reflux, which means that, uh, you know, from the bladder, the urine can go back up into the kidneys. Um, you know, can have on the whole body. Yeah, but actually, I knew, I knew, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah? No, go ahead, please. No, go ahead, you tell me. 
No, I was going to say okay, that. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, they sent me back to Sweden and they actually explained the surgery over the phone, how to do it. And they made the first surgery on me, which turned out just fine um, when I was two in Lund, which is a beautiful university uh, hospital. Uh, and um, I turned out fine, but oh, sure, there was drama. I was, we can continue, uh, and I can explain all these traumas that we then start to find as we start to bring back those soul fragments and start to find our divinity. But yes, there surely was trauma, for sure. Uh, did you know somebody that had that same surgery, Seth? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, my younger, uh, youngest daughter is friends with uh, these girls in our neighborhood, and um, the uh, the sister had that exact thing, but but I don't know what the surgery was, how sophisticated the surgery was uh, when you were a little girl. Now it's pretty common, but back then I don't know if it was that. Uh, if it was that. I, don't, I think it was. Yeah, it was probably not that normal. I remember uh, running around on my well, tricycle in the hospital uh, with huh. uh, you know a bunch of uh, tubes coming out of me. So I think it was you know fairly new but uh but you know it's all part of uh, it's all part of the of the deal here you know that's what, what i was trying to get at what i was trying to get at before was the idea like clearly you've had good teachers um that have taught you you know how to uh, stay grounded be humble um and i and i just wonder if but if, if you we seem to have a crisis today within the a lot of communities of meditation where, um, you know, there's a lot of charlatans and, and sort of people that put on a big aura. Um, but actually they wind up taking advantage of their students and, um, you know, it, it takes down, it's, it's very, um, traumatic, not, I mean, obviously for the people that are taken advantage of, but also, just the community of people because a lot of these leaders have had a lot of profound impact on people and all of a sudden their reputations are gone and they are destroyed and, and removed from the community. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I always wonder, like, Carolina, like, um, you know, as a broadcaster, I always try, you know, I realize that there's many, many broadcasters out there and I say, how can I uh, be singular be unique and cut above the morass of what everybody else is doing. And, uh, and, and that's my definition of success. And so it's kind of a twofold question. I mean, what is your, what is your opinion about why people, uh, within a community of, you know, supposedly trying to get you know, get people to, you know, sort of, become more at peace what what why are there so many people that take advantage and then number two what makes you singular as a teacher of meditation um i love your questions first of all and i saw that i see you in other words mm. and i appreciate that so much hmm. because there are always uh, those who try to lead from the fear 
you might not start that way. You might mm. really start from a beautiful, sacred heart, I would mm. say. And they really feel it, and they give that energy out. And then when things start to expand and flow and wave, you know, coming forward, people coming forward, they're seeing they're actually making a difference. Of course, the energy is increasing more and more, and it's increasing both for the teacher and the students and all the students. And I do believe that the students are still benefiting, even if the teachers kind of lose it, you know. It is, in a sense, um, I would say it is, it's pretty natural. It's kind of like that the earthly, the plane, the earthly plane kind of paradox of actually standing up for yourself because I do believe that hmm. we are responsible for who we are. Mm-hmm. And if the teacher, you know, leads you to a certain way and you have gained benefits, and then the teacher, as another human soul living in this plane, has a mistake, you know, messes up, does the human thing. Where is the compassion for that teacher? You know, hmm. passion for, um, for that and to see so much from others. It's not like I, I want to see through that myself and see, okay, what is this? teacher, whomever it might have been, how much vibration could that person help lift up for all? And then even if they did the worst of the worst, I still, you know, we can see the vulnerability in that teacher as well. So with compassion, I think that you, you, you have to forgive, you know, you have to forgive and move on and thank that teacher for that time and for where you are. Because at the end of the day, you know, when we're laying there, sitting there, you know, we want to go out. We want to leave this earth. I want to leave this earth and celebrate all that I have done, you know, hmm. in my own humble way. I want to feel that way. And, you know, if some teacher helped so many people up and then crashed himself, why can't those people help that teacher to come back up? You know, what, why, why is there still judgment? Um, so... That's how I see that. I love that. I mean, I really think, I mean, that is like probably the coolest and best answer I've heard in, (laughs) you know, you know, because I, I do feel like, uh, you know, it's like this, like, you know, and I'm not defending anybody who, I mean, people make mistakes, but, but it's the idea of being able to keep to me, like, when I see you, you know, you are like always uh, a light being. And, and in some ways I am like that too. I bring a lot of light to people. But, you know, I also can kind of, you know, get a little bit anxious or in my head. And I just, you know, and I do feel like when somebody who is put on a pedestal and is revered... Um, you know, turns out not to be this perfect person because none of us are perfect. There's no forgiveness. There's 
uh, anger and shame. That's what I wanted you to talk to people about, Carolina, is um, yeah. there's three words that, um, you know, I received, I don't know how much you know about uh, Taoism, but I received the Tao maybe eight years ago, and it uh, it changed my life a lot. I mean, I, I uh, and the three things I wanted that, that fell away for me in so many ways was guilt, shame, and judgment. And uh, I feel like those are things that like really crop up and inhibit people from um, finding their true nature, increasing their aura, increasing their dharma and karma for, you know, the next life. And it really mm-hmm. um, is a, is a, is an issue and and uh and with you i can see that you know you're you also don't deal in guilt or shame or judgment maybe people have tried to do that to you but you refuse to do it to other people and um you are not um and you don't feel any of that stuff i mean if you do feel it, it it's you figured out a way to how would you how have you learned to deal with those things especially when somebody is attacking you with those kinds of, of feelings, because, um, it's very obvious to me, I can feel you that, 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 um, this is not stuff that you pay, that you spend one minute of spiritual energy on any time. Yeah, no, I mean, I do see, I mean, it is everywhere and you know, it is really, okay. You want to go that way. It's just too painful. Um, to experience that over and over and over again. You can really, really, really choose. What I practice myself is if something comes up, if there is some guilt coming up, if there is some judgment coming up, I, I take that immediately into account. I stop. I see myself. What is it that I'm judging? Is it me? Is it this person? I feel like the person is always reflecting back something, you know, to me mm. uh, that evokes that inside of me. And then I feel like, all right, you know what? There's still something there to be resolved, to be transmuted, to be forgiven away. And you acknowledge it, you let it come up, you sit with it for a moment, it's very uncomfortable, and then you forgive it away. And you clear and clear and clear and clear. Um, what I've learned is like we keep, you know, we keep in our DNA all the traumas from I think eight generations back wow. are still existing in our physicality. So as we move about and we forgive away whatever little thing it is, the more we clear and the more we clear for our um, ancestors as well, and uh, the more light we can hold. It's like taking off heavy backpacks, grocery bags, suitcases, hmm. just mm-hmm. letting it go, you know, clearing off, clearing off, and becoming lighter and lighter. And I always think, I've, I've always thought to myself, I think, okay, what does the Dalai Lama do every day? Well, he must meditate. He must, you know, go within. He must connect. And that's, we just have to do that, you know. If it is through yoga, if it is through listening to a podcast like this, if it is through listening to some YouTube or some meditations, if it's doing Reiki, going for a walk, connecting to nature. 
it's all it's all helpful and um yeah we are all we all have that within us then it's like what are we going to do with it are we going to suppress it more or are we going to maybe stop for a moment and hold ourselves you know in this sense of humility sense of self-compassion willingness to to release to to transmute to kind of feel ourselves a little more and more and it, uh, it takes time it takes interest we've got to have fun doing this we can't just sit <laughs> and just like work 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 that's not either i feel like we really gonna have fun and actually when i really committed to my spiritual practice i said you know what i'm sticking on the spiritual road and this is the most important part of my life I'm mean, going to have three kids, I have a husband, I have, you know, dogs, family, students, clothing. But if, as long as I can keep on this spiritual path and do the best that I can um, for the moment that I can be present, then I feel a tremendous help. I just feel the support. Mm. I feel mm-hmm. I'm not alone at all. And... And it's interesting because the more I rely on these feelings of being supported, the more it's revealed to me and the more I then share because, you know, you can't hold on to any of this, I, I believe. Um, it's, I want to give it out to as many as I can and whoever is interested. So, I, and, you know, I give free feelings on YouTube and do my classes, do my thing. And I, I do as much as I can and uh, work on having a balance. Although I love my work so much that I could probably do it 24 hours a day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I love it. You know, it is wonderful. There are always going to be a reflection. So when we see people um, abusing the spiritual gift, uh, we just be aware of that. I feel myself with compassion for them. And, you know, I had a vision now when you said, like, all the people are following them. And then they like mess up. They just got overwhelmed. So it is all about, listen, we're a team. We do as much as we can as humanity on this planet. And we just start to lift each other up. And we start to create that sense of winning, right? And not winning over somebody, but winning. And you texted me something that I thought was so brilliant. The only quote I is divinity or something like that. Anyway, um, you you said something so brilliant. You said something so brilliant that I was like, wow, that's right. It's all about moving forward and moving up. I I just, uh, you know, like, um, like, what, what is it? How, how did you learn to? Like even now, when I talk to you, I don't. I'm in a almost a trance right now. Uh, you know, you put me in a trance. Uh, the way you talk, and I just wonder how early on you, when you first re- was there's this specific thing story that you remember as a young girl when you realized that you were a healer. Um, 
I haven't had many of those, but I did remember one time um, when I was actually in this church in Sweden. In Sweden, we go to church and we have like Friday nights there. It's a very small village, but beautiful village that I grew up in. But I remember being in that one church and actually our priest, he was, you know, I could see his aura and the whole bit. Mm. So I just remember saying to myself, I will not lie. I'm not going to lie this lifetime. <laughs> wow. I remember that. I was sick. And I remember it clearly. And it's very vivid. So I think I really, at that point, uh, knew where I was coming from. I mean, it wasn't easy growing up. Are you kidding? It is always a challenge. But we choose all that so that we can, you know, one day become this, who we are. Um, talk about it. So I had an early realization from that. And then many years of total, uh, you know, teenage you know, depression, I had to go run to kind of get it out of my head. You know, it was like a lot of very um, many years of anxiety, of guilt, of fear, of all, all those feelings um, that are very heavy. And um, I found yoga about 27 years ago, 25 years ago, something like that. I was on the yoga mat and I said, oh, my God, I'm home. That came powerfully and I've always been a seeker I really have I mean I'm I know always read the horoscope growing up my mom's like don't read that and I was like well there's something <laughs> and I've always been doing self-help books um all of that stuff it's just been a constant and it's just like it is my calling to be a teacher um yeah I felt I was home in yoga I, I said oh my god I have a body right and then I was thinking wow and I was asking my teacher how come that I feel so great and comfortable right now after my yoga class. And then after I get so full of anxiety that I had to like go and drink five cups of coffee to get wired again. Right. Um, <laughs> this is a long time ago and you know, we should look that Whatever, way. no, I mean, I mean it's totally, um, it still happened. Mm -hmm. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, so it still happens. And then, you know, it's just like little by little, it's been coming up. Uh, I do, um, I do, feel that I, um, I really found um, working and worked with my teacher. She worked with Halima, who is like the most loving, divine mother, but she is also powerful. And uh, some people are a little scared of her, but you work through the Shakti. You work with the five divine Shaktis of, uh, of Tantric Yoga as well. And this is the philosophy of the Tantric Yoga of calling in the elements, of connecting to nature, of realizing that we are here um, as a divine being having a human experience. And, um, you know, after, you know, some years of <laughs> quite a traumatic uh, awakening, uh, still very liberating, uh, um, then uh, I, I started to hear my, my own guide. I started to find myself. And I said, you know what? I better share this. If I can have one person, I'm, I'm glad. Because I didn't feel like I had that. I always felt like I was alone. I always felt like I had to do everything on my own. And I did, but it wasn't very fun. And so, therefore, sharing for me, if I can, 
can help somebody, if I can uh, show one way that has worked, then I am there. I'm up for it. Um, what was the, well, I mean, what, what, uh, like, what was the traumatic awakening that, that happened to you? Um, there has been so many traumas in my life. I guess maybe like, um, like, 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 uh, like not so much like your, um, like being like, not, not, not like, life. not like being hard on yourself, but like where like you were, uh, you know, like you said something about, um, when you went to the Friday night sermon, you know, you realized you were not going to lie, um, uh, ever in your life. And I just maybe like, if, were you hurt by somebody else in your life that, you know, made you go towards something that, uh, yeah. you know, maybe it was my parents divorced around that same age. Maybe it is a past life thing. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. It's a lot of, it was a lot of confusion, you know, growing up. I was like, what, why are people, you know, I was even remembering looking at teachers. They're like talking with their mouths, but they're like expressing something completely different. I guess that I'm, I've always been very psychic. So I just couldn't, I couldn't just put the two together. You know, I couldn't realize that. Wow. Um, wow. I was always, this is so confusing. Um, and it was funny. I was just back in Sweden. And, uh, you know, spent some time with some uh, some white friends that I grew up with. And they were like, yeah, you know, you were always, you always wanted to play with trees and, you know, make this thing with the nuts. And then you, you, you digging down your toys on the ground. And, you know, you always had so much fantasy. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I probably did. I forgot about that. Wow. But, yes, um, it's always been there. And, you know, it's not until now I can look back, back and see it. And I'm just 15 right now. So I think it's like a wonderful year for me to really, ah, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Every day is realization. Uh, and I'm just going deeper and deeper. Um, the awakenings um, were wonderful. Uh, you know, my, my teacher is a realized person as well. And uh, she took us there. She did. And um, I was ready. So I, I received. And uh, it's kind of like receiving the Tao. You receive awakenings. And you see through the muck. That's right. And all these. And you never, and you, you always, see. it's just like what you said before too. Like when you are authentic in your practice, uh, afterwards you always feel safe. And you feel like you're on the this path, and nothing. You know, it's not. I mean, how did you? Your parents let you be who yourself, or did, was there a lot of dogma, uh, Carolina? Like, yeah. you know, you must. You know, women should just be in the home and cooking and have children. Like, I mean, was it like a very true? Yeah. No, and luckily there was not much of the dogma. No, I want to yeah, talk about how do you how do you work with clients that have been yeah steeped in dogma. Yeah, um, interesting. You're so psychic. You're picking up on all my clients. Yeah, no, I'm very. That's now. Uh, I just realized that that is. Okay. I'm a psychic. We, we both have that that gift. That's that's why. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. So. Um, 
realizing that we are in charge of our own lives. You know, we can suffer, we can blame, we can, um, we can uh, you know, judge, we can go there. But even our parents, even our teachers, when we look at them now, we can see that they were, they didn't know everything. And they shouldn't have to, right? We're all part of this growing up. And yes, I mean, I had a client yesterday, her mom was very intense, full of dogma, mm. full of should, would, could. I kind of got that too. We grow up in Sweden. You can't be different. You have to kind of follow the map and yes, not be yes, weird. Yes, be, and you I have was to conf- obviously always, always You were such weird. a so weird. I love it. My God, so weird. <laughs> so weird. I you love know, I went so to America. cool though. Yeah, I know. I yeah, all that stuff. You know, I had to deal, and they just didn't know. So you forgive them, and even when it comes to the most hurtful things, or not getting attention or not getting the love, or being left alone, or being judged. It's painful, and especially when you're wide open, how do we crumble, right? Mm. How much can we hold within ourselves? And that is what we're working through. So dealing with clients, um, you know, I do my, I actually have a wonderful system, I call it three by three, that I was guided to do. Um, I take clients for three sessions, once a week, uh, for three weeks, and each session has three parts. I we talk a little bit, I do a reading, I take some cards so people can see the pictures and understand what vibration is laying in their field. Then I go in and I do some Reiki, I use other energy medicine, um, and I work on um, their aura, their chakras, so on and so forth. I close them up. They feel fantastic. The energy is flowing. Mm. And then after that, we'll seal the practice. We take a final card, which with the guides, it's always spot on. And it's every time just as magic. And then I give them homework because you got to show your, you know, your higher self, your, your that you mean business and you're now changing who you are and you take charge. So basically that's what I do on my sessions and they are so successful and we have so much fun. Uh, we um, always come back. I mean, people have gone to therapy for years and years and years and they work with me for a couple of months and um, they feel better. They feel the change. Yeah, I love it's it. It's profound. Love, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's so like you are, um, your father was a, a very brilliant man. Mm-hmm. And you, you spend a lot of, you, he, he taught in the, in, in the, at Cal Berkeley. He went to school there and graduated. Yes. And He's you, a professor of economics. Right. Yeah. So, um, the other thing is like, you know, I realize with, you know, this too, having children, I like, I mean, we are very open in our house and always make sure we talk about how much we love each other and things like that. But, um, I actually realized that, uh, 
respect is more important or as important than uh, as love and uh and i wonder about being that you know in sweden there's a lot of conformity and you have to fit in and you have to do what what society says you know maybe your parents uh they maybe they they didn't understand your path but over time they have come to respect your path or you know at least they understood that what you were doing they could see it you didn't it wasn't like you were misunderstood did they did they do they res, did they respect carolina Say now, yes, absolutely now, and it's been such a wonderful opening. Mm-hmm. As I grew up, I don't know if that. Uh, I don't even know if I even got. Um, how should I put this? I did not even see that. That was like I felt very much um, like they were doing their thing, and I had to figure it out myself kind of a way wow that's kind of um, that, that, that can be very yeah that can be very difficult yeah that was difficult absolutely and i remember when my you know father moved to the states and my mom i lived you know grew up with my mom at home and she worked you know theater times late night um i just really i even remembered well i didn't really remember but some old neighbors used to say okay so what is your dad doing now and I said, well he's uh, and I watch like uh, American movies, like Indians and cowboys. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's uh, he's an Indian and living in America. And, and you know, I just I just made up stories. I have no idea what you know. I just didn't know, so I just made them up. Um, and they're like, really? And, you know, <laughs> it was funny that way. Yeah. Uh, but but looking at them now, looking what what kind of a family they came from. I totally get it. They did the best that they could. And I think it was, it's just meant to be that way. And it was perfect. Now, looking back, it's perfect. And now I do get that respect and I do help them. And, and they're asking for advice. Yes. And yes. I, that, I that is the most it. magical thing ever. That's magic. Yes. Like, that's it's magic. so beautiful. I'm yeah. so proud of you, Carolina. It really is. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Jake. I don't thank even, you, I can't Jake. even believe I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I am not as nearly as wise as you, but I mean, at 43, I mean, I, I just try to, like, um, learn from the the people that are brought to me and, and then, uh, you know, because I I am just, uh, 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 I guess maybe, did you, did it, can you talk about a time in your teaching career? Cause you've obviously taught for a long time, but like, did you realize when, when you actually realized, and maybe it was through a client who said, I can't believe um, what you said or what you did. And you said, and you thought, I don't even remember what I said, you know, like when, mm-hmm. when you, <laughs> like, was there a time when you recognize that? Uh, because my whole thing here is like, my ego is not, really invested in in these transmissions and so i i can just get out of my way and be a a vessel or psychic and be able to sort of read you and then ask you things that are going to inspire other people when they listen to this or when it gets transcribed into print and i so i've realized i've become but i might but i realize i am not really responsible or fully responsible for my gift 
and I am a conduit for information coming through me from the heavens. And I just wonder if there was a point in your teaching when you recognized that that you weren't fully in control of your... You're right on it. Yes. Yes. It's absolutely... You're so hitting it on the head. The nail on the head. Don't you say it like that? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love talking to you. I hope we can talk a lot more. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I was realizing as I was teaching, um, I could never teach the same class twice. And I was fascinated i love that so, so uh, much that is so that's confused. you see that's the theater right there that's the that's the improvisation you, the, in music they say yeah i could you, you never you can never play the same song the same way once so you you can't ever teach exactly. the, so that's the magic go ahead yeah that was the magic and i would see people coming in and i would I, I see through the bodies and i could just see where they were holding stuff okay we do that pose for that to release and there were always new students. And so it became a whole, um, first I was really upset with myself. Like, why can't I be like the other teachers, you know, teaching exactly the same class every time? Boring, like boring. That, you know? yeah, no, it's so How bo- can I be yeah. popular? I How can know. I do, yeah. do, do, I was never that, right? I was right. thinking, oh my God, why? But every time I would come in and I would teach this and I would teach that. And yes, there are so many students and I've actually reconnected with now when I'm teaching spirituality and like we knew there was something different with you because you would never teach the same class. You always taught to who was in the class. Oh, I love this. And we so always much, had a good man. time, but we never knew what was gonna come. <laughs> but it always ended up so I've been channeling mm-hmm. for all this time as I've been teaching, holding some kind of a uh, formula, of course, of safety in my mind. And then just teaching to what it was there and what was the response and what was flowing through me. So yes, it it did start with teaching yoga, and I did get a lot of uh, those students that loved that. And not everybody um, loved that, but the people that came to my class were super appreciating and totally receptive towards that way of teaching yoga and breath. And then meditation, and now of course we're going deeper into the deeper dimensions of the yoga, of the remembrance of who we are. You know, so yes, thank you for asking that question. I you love, are amazing. I, I love it because that is that's the I've become so, and really it, it speaks to a time that you know when we were growing up. You know, I was born in 1978, so. You know, there was no iPhones. Um, you know, we didn't have cable TV. So I had to use my fan. I had to fantasize a lot. And I had mm-hmm. to. Um, and I was very theatrical in my own way. And and uh, and so and now we are in this hyper conformist and and sort of, um, I guess, even some sort of like a socio socioeconomic point of view where it's like huge conglomerations, big, big box stores, kind of, you see just the same things on every corner that unique. I mean, the way you grew up where, you know, in the village where there would be bakers and, you know, different types of shops was all unique and maybe it was all family run. I'm not trying to be Pollyannish, but now it's like, I mean, there are the avenues to be creative within your craft 
have really shrunk. So now it's imperative that if you have the freedom and the and the and the gift to be able to teach meditation or to be a uh, a long form interviewer or like to me like I am obsessed with creation and I am obsessed with individuality and singularity because that's what gives me purpose um and and being and and not being uh and not being a sheep and i see that in you too i see i see you are a shepherd and i just wonder like you know like carolina like Mm -hmm. right now as we speak you know what is one area that you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone in order to grow because as a shepherd we don't have the luxury of following we have to constantly be leading but not for the sake of leading just for the sake of leading leading because uh it will say it will heal people and and where are you at what where what area do you want to push yourself in right now to so you can keep growing yeah i am stepping into those uncomfortable situations um well, first of all, what I teach is like we got to just figure out what is your soul's calling, what is your uniqueness, and that's where we're leading from. Uh, my next step is uh, just sharing more. Uh, maybe I will start to, you know, I've, I've written like three, <laughs> three books this uh, last year and a half. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 how manuals, come? manuals. Manuals. Man, you know, you're saying like why? why? beautiful books. Well, no, because yeah. I mean, like, because <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want to support you. I mean, I want to buy your book. You, you're, that's what I'm saying. Like you, 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 but see, but see the sharing part is not something that's unnatural for you. You, that's the, the magic of all the great masters in music in the fifties and the sixties, they wanted to share the music. We now live in a hoarding time, but you've never had a problem sharing. So, no, I mean, never. Yeah, never. so I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's, is there one thing that, like, I mean, do you, like, not that you want to, it's, it's just like something inside of you that says, I mean, you know, you've been so open, you, you come meet me halfway and we, we do this interview, you know, obviously you're not, that's not uncomfortable for you. I mean, is there anything in this, in this life, in this time that you are currently uncomfortable with? that you want to keep working on and even though you would rather maybe avoid it? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a really good question that I want to avoid too. <laughs> and you can because, you know, no. I, because we... we yes, no, yeah. no, 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 not at all. No, I actually, I actually appreciate that mm-hmm. because, again, this is an opportunity for me yeah. to uh, speak my truth and to further myself through always growing, we're always co-creating uh, so for me, my next step is really um, putting it on to some pages. I'm interested in uh, writing a book, a channeled book. I'm, uh, where I want to go next is to really be more open with my awakening, be open with that I channel, and really get this spiritual information to more people and where I am uncomfortable is, um, you know, how do I get it out to people? I'm very good one-on-one. I'm very good at doing my little classes. Um, you know, whoever is interested 
I want to be able to, to just spread my humble information that has helped me so much uh, to others. Well, well I, mean, so it's, I mean, it's very, I mean, first of all, it's, uh, it's so beautiful. I mean, I, I would like to, to help you write this book. Okay, I love that. You know, I mean, because be, because because you know what I'm saying. Like, like it's it. I I have a, my own uh, my publisher. What I'm saying is, if it's just about the, ch I think it's important to talk about, even though it's very hard to actually explain in words, is the channeling. The the the, the, the that that kind of book is so important because it's about a certain level of healing that's nonverbal, but yet you have to somehow put it into words. And I guess what I'm saying mm -hmm. is, I, I, in terms of the public, I can just say this, my publisher has really, he's an energy healer. He, 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 he's a, he, he's mm. a, and, and, uh, he's a very interesting, beautiful cat. And, uh, and, and so, so what I'm saying is if you're, if it's just, if it's a book, if you're wanting to put this into a book form, um, I just think that that is an easy avenue to pursue. It's not going to, I mean, as far as building a really quality book, that's going to be a lot of conversation and maybe some, but I just feel like that you open that door. It's just funny because now that I have, I've written four books and, and when you really start to read, I know. when you really start to read my books though, it's 10 years. I started my show 10 years ago and it's mm -hmm. all been, all this sweat equity, Carolina, it, it, there's been no real monetization. I've just gotten enough to get by and support my kids. Now, after 10 years, those books are not me pontificating about what I know, what I think the truth is. This is all extracts from my interviews with all these different types of musicians. So mm -hmm. what I'm saying is like you've been doing this cultivation for so long that now you have all this content to be able to begin to to write the definitive sophisticated channeling book by Carolina and i just feel like i would be absolutely um but you know you have to really think about it because i look i see you you know you we all we we post stuff on instagram and you put up youtube mm -hmm. tutorials and you have what you call manuals but that all kind of comes up, falls short of what you want to do, which is really write a book. And that takes a lot yes. of, um, and it's beautiful. It's totally, re it's, it's a reasonable goal. And I just say that like, you know, the first time I connect with you, I, I say, you know, there's something here about, there's some connection here that is um, beyond the, this this world it's some sort of third eye some kind of sixth sense some kind of thing beyond and um you know now it is true and now i now i know why you are really like you are actually um uh you're you are in the ex you've left the planet carolina you le you are extraterrestrial <laughs> being you know like that and that is very misunderstood <laughs> But it is the most it is the most powerful form in this lifetime, and uh, I I think that um, I, I I think we should just talk about um, what it is would that would make you feel at peace and comfortable about 
getting stuff out because I can tell that you have a lot of superpower. And a lot of that is nonverbal. Mm. So maybe, maybe it's also important just as to, in this project is to begin to also create, not, you know, I can reach out to people down the road if you like, but I mean, just create testimonials, storyboards yeah. from your clients who can talk about the metaphysical qualities of, you, of your healing power to incorporate mm-hmm. that into yeah. the, because you know, there's nothing, I mean, you are not, you are so humble and I ask you all these hard questions and you just swat them away and no problem answer them so beautifully. And I just, <laughs> but, but, you know, I do feel like the, in the book, the most magical part of your book will be, it will come across with no ego. It will come across as a, as a blueprint for, um, enlightenment and a, the journey into past and future life and uh i you know i i have maybe we can do you want to do another interview tomorrow yeah for sure i, I have i, I have another I, I it's you know it's just it's just I, I meant the reason i've been rambling on is because after i've written four books uh you know since we connected two other musicians mm-hmm. reach out to me right and they say can mm-hmm. you help me write my memoirs so now all of a sudden, yeah. because I have these books, you know, now people are like, okay, so this, and it was all done through my heart, just through love. And now people come yeah. to me and say, can you help me? And now all of a sudden it, it helps my livelihood. So, you know, like now you come too. And, and so anyway, I think it's a really beautiful project. And, you know, I, I know you've, you've given so much of your, of your, you, you're a giver obviously you've been blessed so much in your life but um yeah it would it would be uh, i'm so humble to uh to work with you on this project because your answers to all my questions were so perfect and uh and i mean and it was spoken from somebody who who absolutely has experienced this stuff like you're not Someone in an ivory tower, you know, preaching to people um, mm. about how you are, you, you know, you have God within you and you are. So that's always the skeptical thing I have about monotheistic religion is just going and hearing a, a priest or a rabbi or imam talk about these these words of wisdom as if they're a conduit. We are all conduits. But, you know, we, we ha- all are. We all are. And you are. And, and it you, comes out. Yeah. And some people come out in books, right? Some people come out in teaching. Some people teachings and books. And some people music, musicians. You right. know, I love musicians. Right. I grew up with musicians. I grew up with these people that can channel it. And you understand that, how it, when it's flowing, it's flowing. And let's, uh, you know, let's catch that wave and stay on top of it and keep you know, keep moving forward. That's how really I feel. I would love to work with you. Okay. I, I really mean, the, feel the, energy. Do you feel the energy coming down right now? I mean, I it's like, like so incredible. I mean, it's like the life. whole incredible. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's vibrating. Hmm. All. <laughs> Everything is vibrating. Uh, yes. Let's do let, that. Let, let and, me, you know, let me, uh, thinking, yeah, I'll call, I'll call you. Yeah. What time is good to talk to you? Cause, uh, we can just, um, you know, this will be like one of the most, 
I'm so so grateful. So I I I I I call you later just to talk about some things, but we can do another part tomorrow. There was a couple. There's so much I didn't even ask you about, but I just found that you're you're so clear. Like you have so much clarity. Now is the time to do this book. You know. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it for sure. I have a client now waiting. Yeah. So let's do it. I'll call you later. I will call you tonight. Uh, like anytime after four thirty or yeah. Something. All right. I uh, yeah. Bless you, my friend. Have a good lesson. Okay. Bless you, and thank you for taking this amazing time. You inspired me so much, and I know that I can learn so much from you. Mm. And let's let's co-create for sure. Beautiful. I'll call you later. Bye, Carolyn. Thank you, my friend. Thank, thank you, Jake. Thank Bye. you, my friend. Thank Bye. You, thank you. Bye. Bye. In the books, the journey continues.